And in fact, let me bring on our guest. Uh, his name is Mike Ruzioni. He was the captain of the famed uh, uh, 1980 U.S. Olympic Miracle on Ice hockey team and uh, someone who I wanted to have on to talk about these things. Mike, what I was about to get to, and I want to get your thoughts on this, and thank you so much for joining us today, taking time out of your schedule, is this importance of focusing on on unity, the, the things that bring us together. You were captain of, of this hockey team. It was an important lesson that your coach, Herb Brooks, tried to instill in all of you as players this idea that yes you had players from minnesota and wisconsin you had players from boston and and new england you had players from elsewhere but you as captain understood that they had to come together there's a uh, there was a seminal moment uh captured in the in the fictionalized version uh, uh the disney film miracle talk a little bit about unity and and the importance there in both in terms of the hockey team and in terms of America more generally, my friend. Well, you know, obviously this is my opinion. Um, you know, the first thing we realized was we weren't Massachusetts. We weren't Boston University. We weren't Minnesota. We weren't Wisconsin. We were the United States. You put a jersey on, it says USA across the front. It's a totally different mindset. You're representing your country. Uh, and I think that's what the Olympic Games are all about as well. It's, it's not about, you know, one Super Bowl team wins, you know, the... Uh, Tampa wins and, and Kansas City loses. But the Olympic Games, it's your nation that feels a part of it. So right away, you're bonding, and, and you realize how important it is to be, 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 you know, be together, be one. Uh, and I also think that's the mindset of a hockey player as well. It's something you learn at a young age playing ice hockey. You realize how important your teammates are uh, and how important it is to become one solid team. We understood it from day one. As soon as the team was picked, as soon as we got together, uh, there was a bond, there was a friendship, there was a love, there was a respect that we had for each other that, you know, 41 years later we still have. So, again, you know, when you put a USA jersey on it, you throw everything else out the window. Now, I, I got to tell you, uh, Mike, when you when you uh, responded to my email yesterday and, and agreed to come on, uh, not only was I excited about this, but my wife was because she <laughs> is she's an Olympic junkie. And she's an Olympic junkie in no small measure because when she was uh, in, in grade school, um, her teacher, as an assignment, made her class watch every night. Every night they would come home, they had to watch a certain number of hours of the 1980 Winter Olympics. So for her, she's sort of this, this <laughs> love of sports, this love of competition was instilled by this. Let me, let me ask you this, sort of taking a step back, and into the context of American history, America was very much at a low ebb. In fact, I'm going to say that in, in some of the ways that we are examining ourselves, some of the chaos that, that we're seeing today in America, um, we were feeling very much in, in at the time, the late 1970s and into 19, early 1980. Talk about the importance of, of what you all were doing on that hockey team in terms of what was going on in America more generally. Well, I, I think you're right. I think we're probably a little more dire straits right now, I think, than we were in 1980, mainly because of the COVID and, uh, situation that we've all been dealing with. Sure. Uh, but as a country, you know, prior to 1980, we, we were looking to feel something to feel good about. You know, the, the, the hostages had been taken. Uh, the Soviets had advantage Afghanistan. There was a threat of a Cold War, inflation, gas lines, unemployment. I mean, we, we were, you know... In, in a tough situation, and all of a sudden we come along. And I, I think what we did was we just showed the world why, why this country is such a great country and why great things can still happen when you, when you come together and you work together. And 
I, I think what we showed, you know, as, as, again, as a nation, we were looking for, to feel good about something, and it happened to be us. And people were proud to wave the flag. Um, and, and for whatever reason it was, uh, to a lot of people, it was more than a hockey game. Uh, I've had people come up to me and literally start crying because yeah. that game meant something to them. That moment meant something to them. Uh, we didn't know. We were playing. We had no idea the world was watching the way they were. But when we got out into the countryside and we realized that we touched the hearts of so many people because, like I said, we were looking for something. Uh, and along, along we come, uh, a bunch of working-class kids uh, with, with great values, great work ethic. And that's what this country's about. That's what America is about, is, is achieving great moments, achieving great things through hard work and dedication and respect. Uh, that that was our team. We were uh, Herb Brooks used to call us a lunch pail, hard hat group of guys, uh, <laughs> and that's what we were. Well, we came to practice every day, rolled up our sleeves, prepared and focused to be the best. And we didn't know what was going to happen in Lake Placid. We went there with the dreams of all Olympians to to win and and perform it to the best of our abilities, and we did. And little did we know that we touched the heart of a country at the same time. You know, do me a favor, and my guest again is is Mike Ruzioni, captain of that famed uh, 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team, the Miracle on Ice team. Uh, talk about the the how how Herb Brooks, Coach Herb Brooks, changed the aspect of of how we were going to go after the the Soviet uh, the Soviet hockey team. There had been one way that we had decided to try to go after them. Herb Brooks changed that, and and how that outlook, the, this idea of taking the fight to them. What that lesson is for the rest of us today in terms of how we how we confront the problems that America faces? Well, you know, Herb's, Herb's mindset was we were going to go right at him. We were going to change the way we play, change the way we train, learn a new style of hockey, which is the European style, which is very different because of the Olympic sheet of ice. And Herb said, we're not going to sit back. We're not going to let them come at us. And I think one of his exact words, we're going to go up to the lion, spit in his eye, and shoot the bastard. <laughs> I mean... That's what Herb said. That, that was one of his talks to us before the game. Uh, we're, we're not going to be in awe. We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to take a step back. We're going to attack. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to continue to play the way we're playing. And, and if you saw in the movie so many times, you heard Herb say, um, play your game, play your game. Yeah. That was his mindset. We weren't going to change anything we were going to do. We, we trained for six months. We had a way we were going to play, and we weren't going to change it. We weren't going to... Uh, you know, do anything different. We, we, we weren't worried about what the Soviets were doing. We weren't worried about what Finland was doing. We needed to worry about ourselves and what we were doing as a team to continue to be successful. We needed to keep playing the way we were playing. So that's why he kept stressing to us, play your game, play your game. Don't do anything different. And, and again, like I said, he wasn't, to, we weren't taking the back seat. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, it's interesting you said that we were just talking a little bit ago about ridiculing and I mean this in a good way. I mean, ridiculing our our enemies as a way of showing that they have no power over us. This is something that Herb Brooks also did with regards to demystifying the Soviet hockey team. He went he went out and, and, and was poking fun at the other players and the and, and the way they looked. Talk a little bit right. about that and how that changed your mindset as well. Well, I think he was trying to relax us. I think he yeah. wanted to have some fun and. and <laughs> Herb didn't make a, a lot of jokes. It wasn't very often that Herb smiled yeah. and made you smile. But the captain of the Soviet team, um, Boris Mikhailov, looked just like Stan Laurel. Uh, yes, he did. Laurel and Hardy. And, and that's what Herb did. He put a picture of him up on the, on the wall like and said, look at, look at, you're going to lose to Stan Laurel? Yeah. <laughs> and, and we kind of laughed. So I, I think for him, 
he was a great motivator and he was always looking for different ways to motivate us. And I think this was a way he felt he could just make us kind of laugh and relax a little because, you know, again, it was a pretty intense game. It was a pretty intense moment. And, you know, we were young. We were the youngest team ever, the Olympic team ever put on the ice. And actually, I think today we'd be the youngest team in college hockey if you put our team on the ice. So we were young. And I think he needed us to just kind of relax and, and smile a little and have a little fun because we had fun all year. We were uh, we, we we weren't only young; we were immature. <laughs> I, even yeah. now, in our sixties, we're the most immature sixty-year-olds you would ever want to meet. <laughs> but I think he, I think he needed to just want to make us just kind of take a step back, relax, take a breath, and enjoy enjoy the moment. Uh, Mike, I got this here um, uh, from one of our uh, uh, most, most faithful listeners, uh, um, Marty. He writes in, I'm crying right now remembering this miracle. Marty Marty's also written in, and he asked this question. I'm going to ask, uh, ask this of you. How do you feel about the, the portrayal of you in, in the Disney movie Miracle? I thought it was okay. You know, it's a little Hollywoodish here and there. Of course. Um, I thought in the movie I you know, had a little sometimes deer in the headlights look, which is absolutely not my personality um but you know the movie's really you know i always said it's really the herb brooks story and we're a part of it um i, I think the hbo documentary might be uh comparable and maybe better than the movie i love that talks documentary to, it talks yeah it talks to us it talks to the soviet players um but you know in the movie kurt russell was amazing i mean brilliant yeah. as herb brooks although he was a little friendlier in the movie uh <laughs> they, they softened herb up a little but again, I think what the movie did was it captured the moment. It captured what that moment meant um, clearly to us as a team. But again, like we talked about earlier, what that moment meant to a nation. And and let's let's talk about this. And again, my guest is Mike Ruzioni, uh, uh, captain of this historic uh, U.S. Olympic hockey team, also the author of a book. Uh, the Making of a Miracle, the untold story of the captain of the 1980 gold medal winning U.S. Olympic hockey team, uh, available on Amazon. Uh, I'm going to put the link up on the Andrew Langer Show page on Facebook. Let's talk about this. Now, Mike, you've got, you've got a, a, a family event on Monday, which is why you couldn't do the show on Monday, and I totally get that and really appreciate you coming on today. Let's talk about what, what, does, what does Independence Day mean to you? I mean, I mean how, how do you go about celebrating uh, the 4th of July? Well, my dad was born on the 4th of July. Wow. Um, so we have, uh, although my dad has since passed, um, we have a huge party every 4th of July in the backyard. Uh, we'll probably have 80 to 100 people and probably 65 of them are relatives. Uh, we're, we, we're a big family. Nice. But Independence, Independence Day to me is, is part of our freedom. It's, it's, you know, my dad was a Marine. Um, my nephew is a colonel, retired colonel in the Marine Corps. My other nephew is a U.S. Marshal. My son-in-law is a police officer. My son's a fireman. Um, so, you know, first responders, uh, uh, police officers, firemen, you know, our military, those are important parts of my life. And uh, Independence Day is, is a way to tribute that. Um, and, and we enjoy what a, what, a, what a big celebration. And we're having it on the 5th this year because my son, who's a fireman, is, is working on the 4th. Wow. And my wife also said if we have it on the 5th, that way people have to go to work on Tuesday the 6th so they won't stay all night. And I went, you know, that's, I, said, that's a, I said, that's a good point. Uh, but it, it, it is. It's a celebration for us, and it was double because it was my dad's birthday. And sure. we'll have a few, uh, a few toasts, a few Tito's and sodas in memory of my father. 
nice. I, I appreciate that. Well, we will we will toast we will toast him as well. Um, you got You're getting all kinds of love here on our text line, Mike. Um, uh, got this here. Love Mike and all of his teammates as well as Coach Brooks. I watched that hockey game and I watched the film about it, and it brings me so much pride. And all of them will always be excellent examples of patriotism, hard work, and grit. Uh, thank you, Mike. God bless the USA, and happy Fourth. That's uh, uh, that's from Ian in Middle River. Let's let me ask you this, Mike Ruzioni. So we we are on the precipice of the what we're supposed to be the two thousand the twenty twenty Olympics now being twenty twenty one. Of course, it's twenty twenty one, so we can't. Sh- there's always controversy. Uh, you know, you've talked about this Gwen Berry situation. Uh, talk a little bit about it with us uh, about about this idea of of you know putting you know checking your politics at the door when you're when you're playing on America's team. Well, again, I, I'm old-fashioned. I'm old-school. Uh, I believe standing on the podium representing your country is an incredible honor. Um, and I also do respect people's right to, for their opinion and, and how they feel and what they think, although I think the Olympic Games and the podium is not the right platform. I think there are yeah. other places and other areas you can do that. Um, I know one thing. When I stood on the podium in Lake Placid um, and you see your flag being risen just a little higher and everybody in the building – singing the Star Spangled Banner, there's no greater feeling in, uh, than that. And then when I saw the highlights later, um, then they showed all my teammates standing on the on the red line, each <laughs> one of them with their hands over their heart, each one of them singing the Star Spangled Banner, uh, again made me realize how special that moment was to them. Um, and then eventually we all came on the podium, and now if you go to the Olympic Games and you see the ice hockey medals, they're a long platform where all the players stand equally Versus in 1980 when they just had me up there, which is the way yeah. it should be. It should be everybody. But again, you know, I just don't think the the podium on the Olympic Games is is the time to show your disapproval uh, with our country, with our flag, and with the anthem. I think there's other ways to do it. But like I said, I, I'm I'm old school. Um, a little different today, a different mindset for some of the some of the athletes that we have. But I said it at the beginning: when you put a USA jersey on, you represent your yeah. country, and. Uh, and, and what better place to represent it than the Olympic Games other than, and, and, unfortunately, when we have our servicemen and women. Absolutely. And we need those moments now. I mean, you, I think you, you're, you're absolutely correct. We are in more dire straits now than we were in the late 1970s. And, and, we, and when you set yourself up as it, you know, making it, and this is my, one of my good colleagues, Jerry Rogers, says to me, my best bud, you, you know, he says, when you, when you make it about yourself, it makes it impossible for us to come together. It makes it possible, impossible for all of us to celebrate along with you. And, and we, we need those moments, don't we, Mike Ruzioni? Uh, I, clearly, we need those moments. Yeah. Um, as a country, we just look every day, something's happening, some tragic incident. Some, you know, I just had something in my hometown a few days ago. One of my, my friends, a classmate of mine in high school, uh, was, was killed um, by, by a, uh, a shooter. Two, t- he killed two people, two black people, unfortunately. And it was tragic. It was sad. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. Yeah. It was something that this, this crazy person in their mind wanted to go out and kill people. So, you know, we need that unity. We need to find a way to bring everyone together and, and, and figure out what the hell's going on here because it's, it's not good. It's not fun. It's not, and, it's, and it's embarrassing uh, and it's frustrating. Uh, and, and maybe, like I said, maybe these Olympic Games coming up can bring that smile and that joy back to a nation when we, we see our men and women uh, our Olympians as well as us, our para-Olympians when they have their opportunity to compete. It, it'll bring some joy, hopefully, to, to a lot of people. 
Mike, are you buoyed by the fact that, I mean, ice hockey used to be a, a very geographic sport, right? It used to be a, a, a you know, upper Midwest kind of thing or a, and, and, and a Northeastern kind of thing. But now you're finding ice hockey, you, you know, everywhere. You're finding rinks everywhere. More and more young people are getting involved, boys and girls. Uh, you gotta be, you got to be buoyed by that, aren't you? It's unbelievable. The yeah. skill level of our players today, it's off the charts. Men and women, our women players, they are so good, and there's so many of them playing. Um, but you get players now from Texas, Arizona, Florida. You know, you never had players from you know, California. Uh, and then the influx of the Europeans now that are playing in the National Hockey League. I mean, you've got it sure. right down in the Washington, D.C. area when you watch Ovechkin and some of the great players that, that are playing from international play. So the game has grown, um, and they're better, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. It's, it's a totally different world of, of, of hockey now than it was when, when I was playing. Someone... Someone asked me the other day how the U.S. team in 1980 would compare. Could they beat, you know, this year's men's Olympic team? And I said, no, we're 65 years old. I said, we can't play against those guys. <laughs> That's funny. I, all I know is, listen, Mike, all I know is my both of my brothers got into hockey uh, after. They're, they're substantially younger than I am. Um, but they both got into hockey when they were kids. They both played at the high school level, uh, and they loved it. Um, and then they would, I would come home, and we would play, and they would knock me on my keister uh, when we would play. Listen, Mike, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for for coming on with me today. You have the the happiest Fourth of July. Raise a glass to your late father, um, and and we we look forward to having you back at some point if you if you'd be willing. More than happy, Andrew. Thanks, thanks for having me. Be safe and have a great Fourth. Take take care, you too. That was Mike Arruzzioni, hey, captain of the uh, uh, captain of the nineteen eighty, the celebrated, the fabled nineteen eighty U.S. Olympic a gold medal winning hockey team. So enjoyed having him on. Uh, I I am Andrew Langer. This is WBAL News Radio ten ninety and FM one hundred one point five.